Chapter Three of the Story of Edison and the Wonders of Electricity by Frank Mundell. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Running a paper. Edison was not satisfied to act simply as the hands of other persons. He could not be content to do duty merely as a machine set in motion and controlled by a greater power he must use his mind as well as his hands and do something towards creating the power he was quite willing to sell what others produced but he also felt that he could help in the production from the owner of the detroit free press he bought a quantity of type then he got permission to use the smoke-room of an old car which ran on the line where he sold papers this he fitted up as a printing establishment of which he was the sole staff as the train performed its daily journeys the busy editor compositor and printer of the grand trunk herald as he called his journal wrote set up and printed his weekly budget of news the sheet for it was only printed on one side was sixteen inches by twelve and was printed without the assistance of a press the cost of such a machine was beyond the purse of the ambitious youth yet whoever before heard of printing a newspaper without a press only an ingenious mind like edison's would have dreamt of such a thing he not only thought of it but he did it and by simply pressing the sheets on the types he produced several hundreds of copies of his paper it may interest our readers to see a few extracts from the paper published by this enterprising youth under the difficult circumstances which we have just described under the head of local intelligence we read premiums we believe that the grand trunk railway give premiums every six months to those of their engineers who use the least wood and oil running the usual journey now we have ridden with mr e l northrop one of their engineers and we do not believe that you could fall in with another engineer more careful or attentive to his engine being the most steady driver that we have ever ridden behind and we consider ourselves some judge having been railway riding for over two years constantly always kind and obliging and ever at his post his engine we contend does not cost one-fourth for repairs which the other engines do we would respectfully recommend him to the kindest consideration of the grand trunk railway officers even in this paragraph the young editor is fully alive to the advantages which all newspaper men know may be obtained by a little judicious puffing at any rate edison knew the value of being on the best possible terms with the officials of the train in which he made his living 
in the same issue we find another paragraph of the same class in which the one porter of utica station is highly commended for the order and cleanliness of his platform on which the snow does not lie for a week after it has fallen but is swept off before it is almost down then there is an account of how a gentleman didn't succeed in swindling the grand trunk railway company out of a large sum of money to recoup him for a bag which he pretended he had lost while travelling when the bag was found in the gentleman's possession his friends offered money to have the matter hushed up not so writes edison we say that the villain should have his name posted up in the various stations of the country and then he would be able to travel in his true colours after this there is a commendation of a very successful recruiting officer then a notice of heavy shipments of flour and hogs a berth a notice that the paper is to be enlarged and that every subscriber's name would be printed on his copy under news we read that the thousandth birthday of the empire of russia will be celebrated at novgorod in august of course the paper has its little joke let me collect myself as the man said when he was blown up by a powder mill then follow railway notices mails markets and advertisements this paper was sold at three cents or a penny halfpenny and it soon had a circulation of four hundred copies occasionally it contained contributions from leading railwaymen who could not but admire the boy and his work robert stevenson the great engineer was so taken with it that he ordered an extra edition for his own use the times of london gave it a favourable notice and so made edison's name known on this side of the atlantic he next entered into partnership with a printer's boy and together they issued a paper called paul pry it was a superior production to the grand trunk herald but indulged in plainer speaking the result was that an indignant subscriber who had been referred to in anything but complimentary terms threw the editor-in-chief into the st clair river edison was not much alarmed at this hostility all editors and especially those on the other side of the atlantic know the price they must occasionally pay for freedom of speech they count the cost and risk having to foot the bill edison was so much interested in chemical experiments that he spent all his spare time in scientific studies of one kind and another he had in his travelling printing shop a quantity of chemicals and one day the jolting of the car caused a bottle of phosphorus to fall and explode in a moment the car was on fire 
and in rushed the conductor before edison well knew what had happened the man had soundly boxed his ears and injured his hearing for life he was then bundled out of the train with all his belongings and left stranded by the side of the line we do not know what thoughts passed through his mind as he stood there watching the receding train the sudden break-up of all his plans and schemes and working arrangements must have been a great shock to him in all the sorrowful incidents of his life and they were many nothing more desolate can be imagined than the figure of the ill-clad ill-fed boy standing irresolutely on the deserted road the fragments of his cherished possessions around him and in the gradually increasing distance the outlines of his beloved workshop and sanctum nothing could be gained by inaction and so gathering up his property he made his way to his father's house at port huron and stowed it away in the cellar here he conducted his experiments and made the electric telegraph a special object of study he was very anxious to thoroughly understand not only how messages were sent from the operator's point of view but also how the telegraph was constructed and the principles on which it worked with his friend james ward he laid a line of telegraph from the workshop in the cellar to ward's house some little distance away stovepipe wire was used and insulated by bottles and a piece of an old cable fished out of the detroit river carried the line under a busy thoroughfare old wire wrapped in rags served as magnets and then the boys proceeded to generate an electric current perhaps as an instance of ingenuity this experiment was never equalled unless it was when the same lad attempted to hatch chickens and goslings by the heat of his own body edison and ward captured two cats to the legs of which they attached wires and then they proceeded to generate a current of electricity by violently rubbing the animal's backs mr reed who gives this incident in his memorial volume says the experiment was not without success a tremendous local current and perfect electric arc were produced but it would not work the line and was abandoned the experiment illustrated the humour of the man the matter-of-fact reader and the ordinary worker who never by any chance do a foolish thing or give others cause for scornful laughter may be inclined to regard these unpromising experiments of edison's as instances of weakness rather than of evidences of strength but then such men who have a great horror of being thought foolish never benefit themselves or others by their discoveries for they never even by accident make any every man who has led the way in science 
has at one time or another been laughed at as a dreamer or a madman again and again has it been his lot to hear the mocking voices of would-be wiseacres who knew less and cannot see half as far speaking of the incident of the cats mr johnson for many years edison's associate says it is perfectly characteristic of the man he will to-day undertake elaborate experiments and conduct them with great care and marvellous patience and perseverance although his reason points to their utter futility it is this trait however which led him into lines of original discovery and observation unattained by others after this failure the boys put together their savings and bought some old batteries and telegraphic instruments they were then able to put their private line in proper working order many years after this a gentleman told the following story he said i knew tom when he was a barefoot boy and he was always tinkering with telegraphy and once rigged up a line from his home to mine a street away i could not receive very well and sometimes i would come out climb on the fence and halloa over to know what he said this always made him angry he seemed to take it as a reflection on his telegraph line End of chapter three